Let's Define Win, a podcast for everyday horse enthusiasts to laugh, commiserate, and learn that life is all about how you define wins. Welcome, everyone. It is episode five. You're here with Let's Define Win. This week's episode is called Skip the Guilt, I'll Trip Myself. (laughs) Remember to like us on the Facebook and Instagram as well. Do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to? On yeah, I I can take a stab at it. So the one thing that I think about a lot when I am at the horse show, whether that's getting ready, whether that's in the warm up pen, whether that's actually like out there on the rail, is like, do I really deserve to be here? You know, taking up time, space the judge's attention span. Do I really actually deserve to be here? And a lot of times I feel really guilty, you know, like I don't have the nicest horse out there. I don't have the really nice saddle. Like I don't have, you know, and yeah. and we always talk about how you don't need those things to compete. And I feel like last year or last week, we really talked about like holding your own and being proud of yourself and defining your own win, which you should always be doing. But I think it's just human nature to be like, huh, I am trotting down the rail behind this horse that I know costs six figures. You know, why am I even here? You know? Some, like, no matter what facet, I like, I can usually find a reason where I don't feel like I deserve to be there, right? I somehow feel that I am maybe lowering the quality of yeah. what is being there, you know, you know, whether it's an open show, a world show, Congress, something like that, you know, sometimes there's qualifications and other times there's not qualifications. Mm-hmm. And even when there's not qualifications and I still go to these shows, I still feel like, do I really deserve to be here? Like, like world or Congress is tacked on to the end of the show. I'm not sure I am of that quality. I am of that, you know, talent to be here overwhelming and you're so in your head and you're like oh my gosh like I really don't know if I deserve to be here like why am I here you know like I don't know if I can hang with them like I don't know if my horse is gonna stack up with them and as scary and as daunting as that is I think that's the most important time to take a step back and say like okay you know I'm here. So I paid the entry. So I clearly believe in myself in some way, shape or form. You know, I am here. I've competed against that horse before and that horse is here. So my horse can at least hang with that horse. You know, like even though it changes on a daily basis and or on a class, a classly basis. And I, and I know it's hard to not look around and not compare and not try to stack yourself up. But at some point you just got to believe okay, I deserve to be here just as much as they do. You know, I put in the time, I put in the work, I've been constantly trying to improve my talent base, trying to prove my, you know, my equilibrium, my level, like where, like, I'm all, I'm constantly trying to raise my own bar. At the end of the day, it does kind of come down to like you versus you Mm -hmm. in the arena and kind of, you know, where you were last time to where you are now and where you want to go. So maybe that's what we need to realize, you know, like it doesn't matter who shows up. It doesn't matter whose horse is more expensive than yours. It doesn't matter what someone's saddle brand is, you know, like it really is 
you against you out there. And I think that's the beauty of the sport is that it is so individualized. It's really, you can make or break yourself based on your own talent and your own drive and your own desire to be there. You know, like I think if you have that fire in your belly and you just set out saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to achieve and then figure out a way to do it. That's your win. Yeah. And I think to your point about figuring out how to do it, there's obviously like lots of inputs and everyone has like their different algorithm of multipliers and whatnot. And I think just realizing that it's going to take some time to figure out what your algorithm is super important. I mean, probably not the best words to use, but like that's my engineering side coming out. No, I I agree. But yeah, I think there's so much that goes into the equation and there's so much, um, pride and drive and just like overall like raw motivation that goes into that you know like I think going in the pen knowing like hey like I worked on this skill I know my horse I got my horse saddled in the warm-up pen like whatever it is that's what you need to focus on and that needs to be your win and that needs to be part of the equation that equals success for you you know yeah I I went to a show earlier this year with a friend and it was her first time ever doing anything of that kind um Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if she had done like an open show or anything like that but she showed up to like a first show as a paint show Mm -hmm. but she like one of the things that she was like is just like let me know if I'm in your way like I don't want to be a burden like Mm -hmm. like all these things and I was like you paid just as much money as I did to be here, as did everyone right. else. Like, go stand in the middle of the damn aisle and, like, get your money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't need to feel guilty being here. Like, you deserve to be here as much as the rest of us. And I know when I go to, like, some of the bigger shows, I know I'll see, like, courses that I've either watched on, like, live stream or, like, I know that they're working with a certain trainer. Mm-hmm. And... You know, sometimes I feel like I need to, like, if I'm walking down the aisle and they're walking the other way or something like that, like, I feel like I need to, like, throw myself up against the wall so that way they have enough room to walk because I'm just not human enough to, like, be in the same aisle as them. And, like, that's something I need to get over because, by golly, they're, like, the same person as I am Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, biology or whatever, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, obviously not talent Human genomes, yeah. Outside of, like, just being polite to someone, I feel like I don't need to throw myself up. I should not feel like I need to throw myself up against the wall to make room for them in a huge-ass hallway. That, you know, I, do you ever feel like you, like, I feel guilty being in their way and I'm not always in their way? I do. I remember there's been countless times I've been, like, walking down the aisle in Tulsa and, you know, hauling Toby behind me and he's just, you know, bopping around, like, looking at people doing whatever and I've like turned around and like noticed like a trainer and the client like walking with their horse and I've been like oh my god and like jumped out of the way so like they can go around me and I'm just like oh like I just I feel so bad like I'm so sorry like if I ruined your ride by you know my horse looking around or you know whatever or like starstruck yeah and it's and yeah it really comes down to like I don't know why I don't I think I don't deserve to be there or I feel guilty being there. Um, but, but I do. And it's the same thing, you know, in the warm up pen, you know, I, that's where I feel at the most. Yeah. Like I remember, 
and of course, like I know this trainer really well now, but it was several years ago we were at color breed and I just like stopped my horse on the rail. And I don't know if I was like fishing in my pocket for like a tissue or like whatever. And he kind of went, well, you're, you're kind of blocking my view of my client. And at the time I was like, Oh my God. Like I almost cried. Like I vividly remember like the pain coming to my eyes and I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I like, you know, flapped my legs and Toby went flying forward and I was, like, so embarrassed. I, like, stood in the other end of the warm-up pen, and it, he caught me later on in the show and was, like, hey, like, I was just kidding, you know, like. Right, like, how was, are you supposed to know that? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> and I was just, like, oh, my God, you know, and, of course, now, like, I'm good friends with him, and I was, like, oh, my God, you know, like, I, I can't believe I just did that, and, like, it really did make me want to, like, not go in the class, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, because it, I just felt, like, really undeserving. I felt, like, you know, guilty for taking up, even though the classes aren't capped at a certain number. So I don't That's know That's a good why, point. Yeah. I don't know why I always feel guilty for taking up a spot because it's like, it doesn't really matter. That's a, you know? that's a good point though, actually, is, you know, people, yeah, right. Like we don't feel like we deserve to be in the class. Maybe people should feel like they don't deserve to be in our class because we're there adding volume to their numbers. Like, Everyone, like, if you're in the pinnow, if we're down at pinnow world in the horsemanship and people, I'm not, how do I want to put this? People should feel like they don't deserve to be there because I'm there helping them boost their numbers for when they <laughs> say I won down at pinnow world and there were, you know, 32 horses in the pen. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm there helping you boost your numbers. <laughs> like be appreciative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think remembering that's not capped. It doesn't right that makes me feel a little bit better I guess I don't know I definitely don't feel as guilty now because I do I used to feel like I still do um like I feel guilty I like I don't deserve this spot on the rail I don't you know so on and Mm -hmm. so forth yeah there might be something that catches the judge's eye when you trot down the center or when you you know stand at the warm-up cone or whatever it is but you know at the end of the day once the class is over they're you know they're it's forgotten you know in their mind they're like whatever I'm moving on to the next thing so I mean unless you had like an absorbently terrible pattern like your horse was like bucking or something you come disconnected yeah you come undone they're like whatever you know it doesn't it doesn't matter to them and I've had just take it outside the arena so we can carry on please exactly because I've said like oh you know do you, do you remember after, or, you know, like, what, like, I don't remember who, like, how I phrased the question, um, but it was something to the effect of, like, oh, you know, you must remember, like, when I, I slipped my pivot in the, in the showmanship, so, you you know, did that make you feel like when I was going to the horsemanship, I wasn't going to be good, and the last judge I talked to looked at me, and she was like, I don't give a shit what you do outside of the class that I'm judging. You know, like, whatever. She's like, I, she's like, I don't remember people between, between classes. And that, like, I was a little hurt at first, but then I was like, no, okay, that's good. That's reassuring. That, that makes me feel better knowing that I have a clean slate when I come into the classes. You know, when you look on media, people say it was a great show, lots of numbers, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, when people look to quantify a show, they give you entries, right? Right. 
yeah, I feel like there's just no re- reason to not feel like to feel guilty for being somewhere or even like undeserving because at the end of the day, it's better to have a bigger show than a smaller show. People want a big show. Yeah, people so want to say like, hey. The only, the only time people are not glad you came is if you beat them. Exactly. You know, and like everyone loves to say like, oh, you know, I won the amateur showmanship in a class of 38. You know, like, that's always following the I won, you know, or a nice pen of 12 horses in the junior pleasure or whatever, you know, like, that's how everyone always quantifies it. So you should be proud to be part of the 12 or part of the 38 or part of the two, you know, like, you're there showing your horse. That should be celebrated. That's You know, the only time people aren't, well, I guess, so they're not happy if you beat them and they're not happy if you're a safety hazard. If you're not a safety hazard, you're welcome there, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah, I don't... I don't ever remember a time looking around the warm-up pen and being like, wow, that person doesn't deserve to be here. Or like, wow, what, you know, why are they here? You know, so I don't know why I think that people are thinking that of me. That's true, yeah. You know, like, I've never, like looked around and saw someone riding a super green horse in the horsemanship and been like, wow, why are they here? You know, my reaction is, wow, they're super brave. You know, like that, like I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, what's this uh, surprise topic that you've been holding out on me for? So I was at the barn this weekend. But so packing up and packing the trailer. And (laughs) that got me to think about like, what would be the worst thing to ever forget onto a trailer? And then going to a show and I was like you know why am I talking about that I know we've both forgotten some pretty important things to a horse show (laughs) so why don't we talk about things you should not bring or not forget to bring to a horse show yeah I'll start okay I've got a good one too but I'll warm up with this one okay first show ever with Dory I had been like two years off right so I like hadn't had a lot of practice um this was the first time a trainer was like ever hauling a horse before so I was like way out of like what I was used to Mm -hmm. and I only showed Dory in the western I literally was going for like two pleasure classes it was the first show I had been to in a long time I was driving from Ames to Cedar Rapids which is what like a two three hour drive it's like two hours yeah okay yeah I get like an hour and 20 minutes into the drive and I'm like looking around and I realized I forgot my cowboy hat. <laughs> okay, I was only doing okay. Western. I knew no one at this point, so I didn't know, like, I knew I couldn't <laughs> plan on, like, borrowing a hat from anyone or, like, buying a hat there or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I had to turn around and go back and get a different hat. Or go get a, go get my own Oh, God. <laughs> so it was way longer of a drive than what it needed to be. Lesson yeah. of the story is don't forget your hat if you're only doing Western. Okay, just, yeah. Just don't forget your hat, period. You know, but worst case scenario, you just wear your helmet in your Western class and claim you don't feel safe <laughs> without a helmet on. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've forgotten hats before. Like, the first show of the year, loaded everything in the trailer, got the horse on, took off, and then got to the show and realized, like, hmm, don't have a hat. So that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. But no, uh, recently, the last horse show I went to, I picked Toby up on the way because he was at Julie's house. So I picked him up, pull into the show. I'm unloading. Things are great. 
go to the hotel and I'm like almost asleep. And then I sit straight up and be like, and I was like, I forgot my hunt seat bridle at Julie's house. It is, it is hanging in her tack room right now. And I was like, oh my God, you know, cause he's, he's a special horse sometimes and you can't show him with too much bridle in the hunt seat or eyes. He'll just like touch his nose to his chest and like act like you're pulling on him and that you're killing him. But if you don't show him in enough, he'll just stick his little nose out to the sky and just like not listen to your hands whatsoever. So you have to ride him in a twisted wire. And of course, didn't have any of that. So that was, that was not good, but whatever. What else? Um, boots. I've forgotten boots before in a belt. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go home and get those. I know one time when I first ever, when I first ever did English on Dory, I forgot. <laughs> and this is different from the, like, the most recent time I've done yeah, English. Yeah, so you only done English twice, and right. you, you and forgot I've stuff never, then, too. Yeah, okay. I've never actually brought, like, a full gamut. Okay, I just want to go back and clarify. I didn't okay. actually intend on doing English the second time, most recently, but that's fine. Um, Takeaway from this is I don't really need to do English ever again, but, you know. Yeah. Um... No, so I forgot a pad, a girth, and a girth extender it found out. Dory's not a large <laughs> lady, but apparently she was large enough to need an extender with the saddle and cinch or girth combo that we were using. It's a cinch oh. in English, right? It's a girth in English. Okay, glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that at one point, but it's been so long. That's okay. I know you've also forgotten a show saddle before. Oh, yeah. This year at uh, Hinkley, I, yeah, I was riding up with a friend, so she stopped, picked me up, you know, loaded all my stuff, loaded Toby, took off, and we were, like, you know, chatting, just having a good time, and we're, like, 30 miles from my house, and I was, like, I did not grab a show saddle. I am, I, I, yeah, I don't have a show saddle. I had my pad, but that was literally it for Western, so yeah, thankfully she had an extra one and it wasn't an issue, but yeah, forgetting a saddle is high-key idiot material. Did you, did you bring like a work saddle at all or no? No, no, no. I was like, I just had my English saddle and I just, I knew she had two work saddles, so I assumed she had both. So I was like, it's fine, or if I ride him, I'll just ride him English, you know, whatever, no big deal. Um, I guess I shouldn't have assumed she was just going to take care of me. <laughs> but yeah, I literally had no Western tack outside of my headstall, my saddle pad, and my show pad. Like, I didn't even have a girth, whatever, which obviously that stays with the saddle, so that would make sense. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, Hmm, not quite sure what the plan is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think was, the biggest, bad. the biggest no-no that I have ever forgotten, I'll just, I'll kind of paint the picture here, is it was like 2010 era, maybe. Okay. So about 10 years ago, high school. And this hurts to think about, honestly, like not only how long ago this was, but like the fact that I forgot this. Um, we were leasing horses at this time, so we didn't have, you know, the digital access to, like, any of their health documents. Oh, okay, yeah. And we had paper copies because we would lease and just take them with us, and we mm -hmm. usually had, like, extras or whatever. We would, like, toss the packet in the truck, basically, pretty much before mm -hmm. we would leave. Mm -hmm. And 
Luckily, we were going to just an open show about like 40 minutes away from home. We get to the show and we're like signing up for stuff and we're like, here's this, here's this. And they're like, where are your Coggins? And we're like, oh, I'll go grab that. And as I'm walking back to the trailer, I remember that I I cannot re- like visualize me putting the Coggins mm-hmm. in the trailer. Oh, no. And I didn't have like a picture on my phone or anything because like, dare I say we weren't advanced enough digitally. Did you even have a phone? No, I think I didn't, like, have an iPhone or anything that would be capable of that <laughs> until, like, late high school. So, no. Okay, yeah. Um, so, I, like, we had to, like, unhook the trailer. Someone, like, drove home, picked up the Coggins, and came right back. And, you know, we only missed, like, showmanship or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, ever since then, it has been, like, one thing I always check for. And I, like, <laughs> I have it saved on, like, my Google Drive, and I have access to that on my phone. Mm-hmm. But I still always check for it. You know, whether it's, like, I go and look on my phone and my albums, and then I go check my, like, Google Docs or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then I also, like, carry a paper one with me, too. And it was just, it's... <laughs> And even, like, places, like, where you've already shown, like, you know, like, a circuit or whatever, and yeah. you go to, like, show two or whatever, and I was like, do you, like, do you need to see a Coggins? I brought it. And they're like, no, you were here last time. And I was like, are you sure? I brought it. <laughs> I still have it. Yeah. Two years ago, I think, uh, we were going down to, like, Color Breed or, yeah, I think it was Color Breed. And we're, like, four hours into the drive, you know, just past Kansas City, and I looked at my mom, and I was like, I don't have his papers, and I, I'm not sure that I have his Coggins, or his health certificate, one of the two, I was like, I don't, I don't think I have them, and I was like, mom, like, I, we're not gonna be able to show, we're gonna get there, I'm, they're, they're just gonna kick me out, like, I don't know what to do, and so I ended up calling Pino headquarters, somehow, like, caught someone on the phone, and I was like, hey, can you, like, just email me a copy of his papers, whatever. Turns out you don't even need papers when you're checking in, but whatever. And we found, like, a library somewhere in Tulsa to print off his Coggins. Mm. But it was, it was crazy. I was stressed out. Yeah. Bless the (laughs) digital age, man. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able, because I forget something every single horse show. Every single horse show. Whenever I go with my parents, they're big on, like, locking stuff up. Oh, yeah. And, I, like, I, I'm not saying I'm not. They listen to this. I love to lock <laughs> things up, too. <laughs> and then one time I, like, forgot the keys this past summer. So, like, we had to, like, leave it unlocked at a horse show. And it was just, every time we, like, went out to the trailer and it wasn't locked, I could feel the heat on me. Yeah. Like, radiating from the eyes. And I was like, oh. Oh, God. But yeah, at least I, I remembered the Coggins this time. They didn't like that excuse but um yeah I've gotten to a horse show and it was only like half an hour 45 minutes away from my house and it was kind of late so I just unloaded I think I only had Ella at that time so I unloaded Ella like whatever unhooked the trailer because I was going to drive home locked the you know locked everything in the tack room in the trailer took off went home drove my car back the next morning and get there, and I'm feeding her, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go grab my stuff and unload it, go to the trailer, the trailer's locked, and I was like, and it's like six o'clock in the morning, because I had to lunge her, so yeah, I had to call mom and be like, hey, um, I know you have a work event tonight or today, but can you please bring me the trailer key? 
Yeah, I just, I never trust myself to get everything because I have never once proven that I can pack everything in the first shot. I think the other thing that I'm not necessarily prepared to handle at Pinot World outside of forgetting something is also going to be kind of like the cold and also like what I wear to horse shows. I've got a bit of a record of looking homeless at horse shows. Um, yeah. Comfort. Comfort and staying warm are like my two big things. Mm-hmm. But so, what are some what are some horse show scaries outfit wise that you have worn before that you know maybe you should just keep to local shows at home? Oh, so don't take pictures. Yeah, I have um, been known to show up in the summer because I'm I'm always cold. It doesn't matter what time of year, but I've been known to show up in like my long like knee-high hunt seat socks with shorts purple shorts to be exact and my twisted x shoes and then like a tank top and a long sleeve shirt over that and like a hat that doesn't match so i've been known to like warm horses up looking like that um i've been known to walk around in my breeches for like exceptionally long periods of time so like i'll have like you know, a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a jacket on, breeches, and then, like, burks or whatever, and just looks mm-hmm. stupid, and I'll complain about being cold, and people are like, well, you could go put some pants on, you know, you're just <laughs> sitting there with your breeches. Um, yeah. But yeah, at the last show we went to, it was really cold, and I decided to wear Under Armour on the English day, because... It was going to be cold. And it was very cold. I it was say. stupid cold. And, like, it took your breath away a little bit when you would walk outside of the arena and it would catch you. So I feel like I was not being that dramatic in that. But No, because you would be in the arena and you'd be like, wow, it's kind of cold in the arena for this time of year. And then you'd mm-hmm. walk outside and you're like, holy smokes, it's actually super cold out here and the arena is actually heated. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's actually pretty pretty nice in there. But maybe I'll go add another class quick. <laughs> under no circumstances was I leaving the arena. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know at that horse show I wore a onesie. That was a oh, Batman yeah. onesie. Yeah. It was it looked apparently like devil horns, I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. But you know, once I showed them the Batman emblem, they were more understanding. Yeah, because yeah, because you were at the hotel with me that morning and I remember like, you got dressed, whatever, and you were getting ready to leave, and I looked at you, and I was like, what? What are you, what are you wearing? Why do you and, have ears on? <laughs> yeah, he, like, flipped your head up, and I was like, because we talked about you wearing the Batman onesie, and I was like, wait, she's, she's gonna wear that to the show? I was so thrown off by it. Yeah. But, I know, was I warm, though, anything. folks. I was warm and had pockets. And, you know, <laughs> I think that's right on par for a lot of what I wear, too. I know I, like, struggle to find comfortable shoes, and so, like, I'll have boots on, mm-hmm. I'll have, like, my show boots that are black on, and then yeah. I'll, like, get a blister or something, or it'll start to, like, hurt my one foot, so I'll, like, put on my normal pair of boots that I wear to the barn, mm-hmm. and I forget, and you just find me walking around in, like, a black pair and then, like, a light tan pair, <laughs> and, <laughs> like, my chaps are rolled up, and so it's, like, obvious. It's, like, I'm trying to, like, show off that I'm wearing, like, Miss match boots and that's not the case like I don't want to draw attention to that at all (laughs) but that normally happens I think the other one too 
is like especially when it's like cold so like fall and like kind of like late early winter mm-hmm. is like I'm big on like sweatpants and like muck boots oh yeah that's my like doing chores daily yeah. attire yeah I don't I don't upgrade that from when I go to the show that's and that's that's a good like if I know that there's gonna need to be a wash rack experience yeah I'm thinking I'm, I'll bring my muck boots to the world show because you probably should we've talked quite a bit about how dirty Toby can get yeah you know so yeah hopefully Julie clips him but um yeah I just I I don't see the need to like wear I used to or like if I'm hauling with someone I definitely will wear nicer clothes because I don't want to like embarrass them you know like I'll bring jeans I'll bring like a fitted shirt that's not like a t-shirt like a I don't know like a black plain tee or whatever to wear in like a match not a matching hat but a clean baseball hat to wear because I'm like I don't want you know, them to feel embarrassed that I'm walking around looking like a hobo, but now if I'm just on a show by myself, I'll be in sweatpants, I'll be in running shorts, I'll be in whatever, because that thought has never crossed my mind. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, I don't, and I've hauled, like, with people a couple of times, and, like, even then, like, as a client, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I should. Oh, if I'm with Julie, I don't care. I'm oh like, really? Okay. I'm like I pay her. Like she, she has seen me at my absolute worst. Okay. She doesn't care. What I, I'm just not talking like if I'm hauling with a friend or whatever. Like I'll make sure I look a little bit more presentable. Sure, sure. Maybe I'll bear that in mind for the 2021 season. Eh, or don't. I probably it's, will forget it by then. It's just high aspirations talking. Yeah, it's just a lot. You know, you've got how many hundreds of dollars tied up in a cute outfit for whatever. You know, I'd hate to, you know, really throw everyone off and look just marvelous the whole time. Yeah. You know, people are like, shit, I really wear makeup on show days, and I really should probably fix that and, like, get behind my motivation for that, but... Are you going to wear makeup at the World Show? Oh, yeah, we talked about this. I feel like I will. Can I do your makeup? I'll do your makeup. Are you good okay. at makeup, or am I going to be, like, your <laughs> if your I get oyster, anything? or, like, your your practice palette? Am I your practice palette? <laughs> um, I know, like, the general premise behind most things that you put on your face, but I wouldn't say... Okay, I'll, I'll maybe have someone else do it, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's probably you could You can maybe do it for, like, my rail class, my For Western the sake of our class. friendship, it's probably good. Yeah, so honestly, that's, that's I don't even know if I would let you do it for ideal, even though it's just, like, oh, on the ground when they Oh, okay, work. now we know where we stand with each other. That's cool. That's cool. Who knows? I'll probably, like, show up late and just apply mascara. That'll be right on par for what I normally do. Yeah, I'll just put on a little bit of makeup and, uh, I'll put on real makeup for showmanship day, but. Yeah. All right, folks, so here we are, uh, sadly, at the end of another Let's Define Win episode. Um, so we hope we gave you guys at least a little bit of solace in thinking about kind of feeling undeserving, feeling like a burden, feeling guilty at horse shows. Um, and really hope we drove the point home that, you know, you definitely are 
allowed to be there. You deserve to be there. You shouldn't feel guilty, that sort of stuff. Um, and then also hope we reminded you to double and triple check your trailer before you take off to a horse show. That's what we're going to be doing in the next couple days before we take off at Pinnell World. Um, so we hope to see you folks down there. We hope that you guys come over and chat, maybe give us some segment ideas. But looking ahead, we do want to hear some viewers' feedback on the things that you are most thankful for that your trainer does for you or your horse. Um, so hit us up in the DMs, hit us up on Facebook, make sure you're liking, make sure you're following, make sure you're doing whatever it is you're doing to keep up with us. And uh, we'll see you back next week live from the Pinot World Show. We'll hit you guys with some real good stuff when we're down there. Yeah, it'll, it'll be best. something. It Nothing be. but the best. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>